Come on in to Margaret McSweeney's Kitchen for Kitchen Chat, where every week you'll meet chefs, cookbook authors, foodies, gourmets, and just plain people who love to eat. And along with laughter, chat, recipes, and stories about food, you'll sometimes also hear words of inspiration, love, and hope. As Margaret always says, kitchen chat is food for the senses and food for the soul. So grab a cup of coffee, put your feet up on a comfy chair, and get ready to spend a little time with Margaret and her friends. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kitchen Chat. This is Margaret McSweeney, your host, and I am just honored and delighted that you are in my kitchen virtually with me today. It is still a bit um, snowy here in Chicagoland, so I thought... What a great topic to discuss today with our wonderful, wonderful uh, guest, Chef Almaz, who is the chef owner of Ethiopian Cuisine uh, at uh, Ethiopian Diamond Cuisine. And it's a fabulous, fabulous restaurant in Chicago, and she has a couple of uh, locations. But I actually tried my first sampling of Ethiopian Cuisine at her restaurant, so I can't wait to share this experience with you. And also, we're going to chat about how Ethiopia is the birthplace of coffee and uh, some of the wonderful health benefits of the different spices that are used in the food. And uh, just to get a peek into this very um, intimate kind of dining experience where it's on a communal table. So anyway, I just can't wait for you to uh, meet Chef Almaz. So welcome to Kitchen Chat, Chef Almaz. Thank you for having me. Um, It's really a pleasure to be here interviewed by you and share my uh, experience about Ethiopia and the cuisine and some of the benefits of the spices I discover myself. Uh, yes. Uh, let me start. Um, Ethiopia is uh, a 3,000-year-old, uh, even more. As people said, I'm not a historian, but most people believe it's uh, more than 3,000 uh, years of history. And the cuisine is also... Uh, healthy, flavorful, and also, uh, you know, we use it as a preservative, some of the spices, the cooking, our grandparents and our parents didn't have a cooler or freezer in the old days. Um, Using all the spices uh, uh, make the food stay um, fresh, and you can cook today for three, four days, yes. you can eat the food without having it in a cooler or freezer. You know, Ethiopia is a warm country, but food stays uh, fresh for three, four days because it's, um, it has all the healthy spices in it. Yes, and so, I can't wait to talk mm-hmm. about the spices. What I want to kind of um, introduce to our listeners to kind of prepare in their minds a uh, a picture of what it's like, first of all, to walk into your amazing restaurant, Ethiopian Diamond, and you are just greeted with this um, 
it's like a cloud of fragrance and aroma. Yes. These exotic spices are yes. circulating throughout the restaurant, and and uh, also um, uh, incense from the coffee ceremony. We'll talk about a little bit later, but but just so you can visualize this the sensory experience, listeners, it's just amazing. You walk in, and and it's like you're you're really uh, you get a hug from history. I guess you say from this 3,000 years of, uh, you know, of ancient cuisine. And then you are seated at a table and uh, the experience is just so authentic. And and Chef Almaz just does an amazing job in and out of the the kitchen as well. And, And surrounded on the walls are these beautiful paintings that depict Ethiopia um, from in the culture and and some of the um, wonderful uh, places in Ethiopia. And I've never been to Ethiopia. And and it was just so authentic to be surrounding by this wafting spice (laughs) as well as just looking um, around the restaurant at, at the table. And then your menu comes out, which it's it's just amazing and we started out with samosas and it was lovely you have a, uh, quite an assortment of or some some buso sorry i'm i'm getting yeah. mixed up some buso some buso yeah. yeah, and could you just um describe a little bit about some and um some of the spices you might use within the some as an appetizer mhm uh some it's not really a lot uh, common in Ethiopia, but it is. Uh, it's eaten as a appetizer or as a starter, uh, more for Muslim tradition, which Ethiopia has uh, a lot of Muslim and Christian. Mm-hmm. So uh, we fill it in with chicken, uh, beef. Lentil is most common. And we also add spinach and potato and carrots, and it's um, people love it. So when you are in restaurant business, uh, you are introducing your culture, your food, and in addition to that, you modify, and also the ingredient is original. So we serve it as an uh, appetizer. Uh, it has a little bit of different spices. Uh, most of the spices you use, uh, like cumin, uh, little garlic, ginger, and a uh, little bit turmeric for uh, appetizers. And the lentil, we just use onion and the lentil itself, and it's it's delicious. So, uh, but we we really um, the appetizers we're not really that big. That's why we don't have many appetizer dishes, but these are really common. We also have salad, the cold lentil salad. I think you haven't tried, but it's really beautiful. Um, It's got a little bit lemon, and it has a hot mustard, uh, Ethiopian hot mustard and powder. We have it as a powder, and um, it opens your sinus. Uh, It's really good. We also have that as a appetizer. Oh. And, um, and I'll and, have to try that, especially yeah. during this time of year in Chicago. Yeah. And, and spices yeah. really do have a medicinal 
uh, mm-hmm. property to them. So it, it's it's so interesting that here, you know, you have this ancient culture with ancient cuisine that um, you're you're presenting, and and I, I I would love for the listeners to kind of envision too that how the food is shared at the table. Um, it comes in this like beautiful circular tray layered with, and I can't wait for us to talk about this, the injera bread and um, with these beautiful um, selections, and we'll talk about the variety and and the spicy, unspicy, all of that, um, and how people are served injera bread, and there are no utensils, but at your restaurant, forks are optional. You do provide that option to the diner, but you actually, you know, tear a piece of bread and dip it and scoop um, portions from, as I try to imagine, it's like a buffet that that doesn't move. (laughs) It's a buffet table at your table. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. Traditionally, that's how we learn to eat. The family, it's all family style. And it's, it shows your unity and loyalty and bondage. So every single day you gather with the family, the older first. We have the round table that's a traditional basket. The maximum hold is five. And if, if the family is more than five, there is another basket, we'll, you'll make another uh, table. So in respect to the olders in, in our uh, culture, uh, the, the father, the mother, and the older children, or if you have any other older family, they all be seated together, and the younger one will serve them. And the food, as you see it, uh, there is a traditional injera bread, it's made out of uh, teff flour. Teff is T-E-F-F. Recently discovered um, in the United States is uh, a, a good, valuable flour, which most people use um, if you have diagnosed with celiac disease. And this flour is um, the one you really have to look for to eat, and it doesn't bother you. Um, and if you have like stomach or digestion problem, and the doctors, uh, most doctors recommend you eat gluten free. So this gluten free is the injera bread when it's uh, made out of a hundred percent flour, the teff flour. Yes, so and let's and mm-hmm. let's talk about um, the teff flour because it comes from an ancient grain. And yes. there's so many benefits. If you could just share with our listeners um, briefly about this ancient grain teff, and we know that it's you know gluten free, it's um, yes. uh, and, and helps in the digestion side. But uh, how it is a tiny seed, but it it has been around in in the Ethiopian culture and cuisine for a long yes. time. It's like um, uh, they call it like a lost uh, seed. It's, you can't even seed, uh, very tiny, tiny. We made uh, powder out of that tiny seed and it's uh, fermented and like 24 to 48 hours and no artificial um, yeast used 
you mm-hmm. use it all uh, you make your own yeast from the previous mixture and use this mixture to do the next mix so traditionally that's how they do it and this uh, uh, in our tradition it's we are used to eating this seeds and uh, but nowadays we even find it more uh, how healthier it is uh, and it's more uh, beneficial to your health. It's a good source of uh, iron and mm. calcium. Yes. Um, in fact, there was a show the other day on Dr. Oz. Uh, uh, people in Hollywood, they are using this deaf grain nowadays. They find out oh. it's really beneficial. Yeah. Uh, so having and that grain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so here you have this tough uh, flour um, and grain that has such great benefits, and it is part of the dining experience. And and listeners, if you can imagine, you know, I you you are served these. Um, it's almost like it has a pancake texture, uh, kind of a pancake tortilla <laughs> texture yes. in a way. And you tear off a piece of this, and and it's. It's just a lovely taste. It's almost um, kind of a sweet taste in a way, but uh, it, it doesn't take away from uh, the taste of each um, each you know dish that is on yes. this beautiful round serving. And and what's so lovely is the the serving dish is lined with a large um, piece of the tough of the injera. Uh, bread and it just soaks up all the delicious sauces yes. and spices and uh, everything yeah. and it's just so colorful it's so colorful and so flavorful and I would love for us to talk about some of the preparation of the different um, dishes that are featured at the Ethiopian Diamond um, and pardon my pronunciation it, it was like uh, what I believe is what? spicy. Yeah. Yes. Can you go through yes. the different um, sure. types? Sure. Uh, here, uh, in general, Ethiopian cooking has three bases. Like, what is the spicy with um, anything added? Chili powder, along chili powder. You have turmeric, ginger, onion, cumin, coriander, basil, white pepper, rue chili powder, it's all mixed with chili powder being most of like the 75% and 25% of the spices, all the spices. You you prepare this chili powder paste and cook every item for what base. What is W-A-T-T? It's uh, the spicy dishes. It can be red lentil, it can be uh, beef stew, it can be the dorawat, chicken stew, any what spicy rate has all these spices in them. And then the second one is alicha. Alicha is the mild sauce, which the children and anybody who cannot handle spicy, they would have this uh, alicha sauce based, but it could be um, uh, vegetables, chicken, lamb, fish, anything with mild sauce, but it has the base like ginger, garlic, onion, a touch of turmeric, uh, 
and these are the alija-based sauce. And you also have satayed. The satayed uh, uh, dishes, you only have um, onion, little paper, salt, either vegetable oil or butter, of your choice, and uh, also the color green and the cabbage. Uh, we use just the onion and little vegetable oil. And so you have a lot of uh, uh, different spices, whether spicy, uh, uh, mild, or sautéed, contains, I mean, consists so many spices in them with fresh ginger, garlic, all of them. Um, on top of the injera bread, uh, it would be served on the top of the injera bread. So like you say, as a buffet, a small buffet, and everyone will enjoy what, what they like, if it's veggie or meat. So you have a variety, including a little salad in the middle where um, you have the chopped onion and tomatoes, fresh tomatoes, with a little lemon-based dressing. It's, we also make our own dressing here in the house, so there is no additive, no preservative. So everything you cut fresh to cook and enjoys um, everyone sit around and enjoy the dishes that is available on top of the injera bread. And you'd be served injera on the side to cut and pick all the veggie or meat dishes. You can mix or you can taste individual dishes and while you enjoy the conversation, you know, the Ethiopian uh, dining experience is good, especially for conversation, to get to know each other. Yes. We have a lot of people come here, especially first time, dating for first time, and <laughs> they love it. <laughs> a great yeah. first date. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. a great first date. And, and I love that it can be a family date, too. You know, I, I think of all ages. I just And it's just so inviting, your restaurant and the ambience there, and just very welcoming. And, and it's a great cultural experience. Uh, mm-hmm. For those who uh, are, aren't going to be traveling to Ethiopia, you can just savor the, uh, the, the fragrance and the taste right here in Chicagoland. Now, one thing that I will never forget, Chef Amaz, it was so amazing to experience the coffee ceremony that comes at the end of the, the meal. And, and listeners, it was amazing. Uh, Chef Amaz gave me the, the incredible opportunity to actually see how they roast the Ethiopian coffee beans. And everything is done right there in their kitchen. And, and, and it's just amazing. And, the, and the, the smell, the fragrance, the aroma of fresh roasted uh, coffee. It, it's just amazing. And then uh, could, could you just share with the listeners um, kind of the, the history behind this coffee ceremony and, and just the highlights with the frankincense? I couldn't believe uh, just it was so elaborate. Yeah, um, coffee for us um, believed to be discovered in Ethiopia in the southern region of uh, Ethiopia, uh, 
name Kafa. Kafa is where the region that coffee is discovered in the southern Ethiopia by a shepherd a boy named Kaldi. So having that coffee discovered there in the ancient time, and people use coffee as a good social instrument. And men and women, especially women, um, use coffee when men go out to uh, uh, do work and women stay behind uh, in the old ages. And coffee is their way of socializing and killing half of their day. Uh, go to neighbor's house. Coffee is a must. Especially, you roast your green coffee every single day in your house, no matter what. If you even drink somewhere else, but you must have one in your house. The main thing is uh, roasting yeah. and the aroma. The mm-hmm. aroma, unless you smell the uh, coffee roast every single day at your place, you feel like you have not drink any coffee. <laughs> this is very, very, the roasting is more important. And then you have this coffee, you roast, you grind, you have a clay pot, and you serve it in a little cup. You really drink the juice of the coffee, not the mud. You know, it's not really, when you grind it, you grind it like coarse, not really muddy, like Arabian coffee or Turkish coffee. It's similar also, mm-hmm. but our coffee is, you drink really the pure juice. You settle it for a while after it's boiled. And the incense also to go with it, you burn a frank incense type. We also have a, a, a different incense in Ethiopia, you know, the different trees produce uh, different incense flavor. So people have a preference uh, of what they like. I know at least three kinds of incense which I like. Um, they burn that incense. They need little bit snack, like popcorn as usual, or other like uh, a chickpea, uh, barley, you know, it's like a snack, and also bread. Uh, they serve with coffee. Doesn't mm. matter which hour. Uh, it could be early morning and late afternoon. After meal also, they serve coffee. That, I mean, coffee is big in Ethiopia. Yeah. And uh, it's like nowadays, I was surprised. I was in Ethiopia in July, this past July in 2013. And I found out that coffee is getting more popular, and I uh, I saw a coffee shop named Kaldi hmm. everywhere. It's served like, it has almost similar uh, Starbucks sign, and Kaldi is the boy who discovered coffee, ah. the shepherd boy. And this this woman opened Kaldi in Ethiopia. It's, she's been stretched all over. It becomes really popular. But, you know, the concept is like coffee um, becomes a big, uh, it's more than a house now, it's even in the store. So, mm. 
and I wonder if they have the incense uh, at Caldy as well. Oh, that's great, because it really is such a celebration, and it just, you know, or a ritual. I mean, it's just such a beautiful um, experience, listeners, to see the coffee come out in the clay pot, and oh, and and just being surrounded by the aroma of the coffee and all the exotic spices and incense, and and let's just briefly talk on, um, talk about the spices that you actually are um, going to soon be offering some packaged spices directly from Ethiopia uh, with yes. recipes. And, and so, um, you know, people can try to uh, prepare some Ethiopian style dishes at, at home. Um, you know, um, uh, I'm so happy to do that because I own the restaurant the last 17 and a half years. We we have many, many customers and becomes almost a family here. Mm-hmm. Even the kids, uh, uh, we know that they were pregnant, they were having new babies. Now kids become a college uh, kids and um, a high school. They love the food and their family, you know, Kids are important for family. When yeah. the kids like it, the parents keep coming here. And some kids, they even ask, where do you want to go for your birthday? Oh, I want to go to Ethiopia. That's really amazing. To me, um, I feel just proud to introduce my culture to uh, Americans here, even non-Americans, like all people. So... And I feel now they want to start. How? What do you put in this? What do you put in that? And I can tell them, but it's not going to do them any good. So I figure my sister, she imports all the spices for me, and she exports for me. And now I figure, well, these people have to get the right spices so I can be able, you know, I trust my own homemade spices. Now I can give them, sell it to everyone that, and also I can tell them what's in it because it's I know what's in it. It's purely done in the house. Yeah, we are getting it. So what I cook here in the kitchen, so people be able to use what I use. Yeah, and I'm gonna pack them very soon. They will be available in the restaurant. And especially the chili powder. The chili powder consists of dry ginger, garlic, Mm. onion, cumin, rue, basil, and seven spices, cardamom, black pepper, white pepper. So, I mean, this is just to name a few. Also, we have a nigger seed. Um, You have a lot more little spices that... Mix it in this chili powder, which has a lot of health benefits nowadays, even science is backing it up. You know, like cumin is like antioxidant, um, and garlic is good for blood pressure, cholesterol. It's also antibiotic. Rue, rue is not common in America, but uh, it's very easy. You can uh, cut the steam and put it in the pot, in the pot, and it grows in your house. And it's a very good agent for antibacterial infection, antifungal infection. 
you don't use too much of it, but, you know, as they say, but, and chili powder itself, a good source of vitamin A, and also boosts your immune system, and like basil, good for immune system, you know, if you had all this, uh, if you eat all this uh, prior, and it will protect you from, as they say, it's from cardiovascular diseases, cancer. Mm. You know, I see all these uh, benefits, and it's all blended in one chili powder. All you have to do is take this chili powder, add it to your cooking, and saute it with onion, a little olive oil, or however you like to eat. You get all this content in one chili powder. So this is what I'm going to be packing soon. And we, you can use it for almost anything. And it's also easy for me to tell my clients, okay, this, use this much amount for this many serving. Yeah. And just I wrote all the contents. It's going to be on the package. So it's, people have easy time for cooking. So. Oh, that sounds great. And listeners, I'm going to yeah. make sure that I do uh, provide a link on the podcast for sure. EthiopianDiamondCuisine.com and you can find out more information about the Ethiopian diamond. And I think it's so special, Chef Almaz, that your name, Almaz, means diamond. So that yes. is why you <laughs> name that. And and also, um, just real briefly, let's touch upon another very important part of the meal, uh, which is mead and the importance of uh, mead, a fermented honey wine, in Ethiopian dining and how you make mead along with all of these other, you know, the coffee and everything else, in-house as well. So if you could just briefly touch upon what, why is mead um, an important part of the Ethiopian um, meal? Uh, as uh, uh, from a historical point of view, uh, Ethiopia used to have a queen and king until the 1964s. Uh, prior to that, we have king and queen. So this honey wine uh, used to be the queen's and the king's drink. And people really are uh, uh, always eager to have. But in the later days, everybody make it. So honey is uh, pure honey that uh, uh, we have from uh, different uh, region. You know, the flavor also different. But it's kind of sweet and it's unique and it's a well-respected drink. So I thought it's part of the tradition to serve the honey wine, and uh, we make the honey wine. Uh, we have hops. Uh, it's a leaf that helps uh, speed the, con- uh, the fermentation. Mm-hmm. So we, I bring leaves from Ethiopia, the, the hops, and some other people use the 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 wood of the hops, mm. but uh, traditionally, I learned from my grandmother when she make it, uh, she used the leaves, the green hops leaves, and we 
mix the water and the honey, let it sit for a while, and then add the the leaves, the herbs, and then leave it like for a couple of weeks. And the longer you it stays, um, the the longer it stays, the stronger it becomes. However, we we found a way which you know we ask our customers when to stop. So it's not very um, strong. Right. It is in the middle. So people people use it actually as a after their meal as a dessert. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people enjoy just the honey wine, even from the beginning too. If you are a kind of uh, if you want a, a little sweet taste, the honey wine is uh, a good um, drink to go with the meal. Right, because I, I guess uh, we had briefly talked about this at the restaurant. There aren't a lot of big desserts, is that correct, in Ethiopia? Uh, it's yes. The coffee is served and um, maybe some fruit, but not, you know, the chocolate soufflés or <laughs> anything no. like that. It's, uh, yeah, really. Uh, yeah, really, when I grew up, um, dessert wasn't big. Uh, we don't even know dessert. And fruit is the most we eat uh, from sweets. Um, nowadays, I know it's different, but I don't really want to cook what I don't know. Right. Um, right. So what I didn't grow up with. So uh, dessert is not big in the older tradition. Actually, they don't even eat dessert. Uh, it's not known. Uh, fruit too, just a snack, but it won't serve as a dessert. Um, so that's why we don't have many desserts. But I came up with something, tropical nuts, you know, you have to have something, some sweets, you know. You are serving all kinds of people in the restaurant. They will need uh, some sweets. Uh, so I came up with one dessert. Uh, I call it the style. It's my happiness. Uh, this time means my happiness. So uh, this dessert is really popular, too. I mean, we use uh, almond, shredded uh, coconuts, um, pistachio, gold and uh, brown raisin, a little bit cardamom to make it uh, some Ethiopian taste, and uh, uh, brown sugar. So it's wrapped in a pastry shell. It's really good. It's served on... Mm-hmm chocolate and a little bit whipped cream. People like uh, like it, really. Um, Mm. So I'm glad I created that because um, we need sweets here in the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it is just a wonderful experience. (laughs) Listeners, oh, I I highly recommend um, going to the Ethiopian Diamond. And there are two locations, one on Clark and Howard and one on... um, Broadway, and you can get all the information with a link I'm going to uh, have on the website, uh, EthiopianDiamondCuisine.com, and and you can experience, you know, what it feels like drinking mead as a royal, and the incredible ritual of of the coffee ceremony, and the flavors, the fragrances, and and the delicious delicious taste of injera bread and that whole experience. Chef Amaz, thank you 
so much for being on Kitchen Chat. And how do you say thank you in Ethiopian? Amasagnalo. Amasagrado. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you you for having me. Oh, what a pleasure. And and listeners, I hope during this busy time you'll take a moment and sit down and savor the day. Thank you for joining us today. If you're interested in Margaret's books, A Mother's Heart Knows, Pearl Girls Encountering Grit, Experiencing Grace, and Go Back and Be Happy. Please just click on the covers on the webtalkradio.net page in front of you. Margaret would love to connect with you and hear from you. So join her on Twitter, Facebook, her blog, or click on this website to leave a note and share a recipe. Thank you again, and we'll see you here again for a new show next week.